When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. DM to GM, the show where we help you get your table started with confidence. I'm making that up. I am your GM with the end of time and other bothers, Sean Howard. We do help tables get confident. And I'm your DM from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And today we're super excited to talk about two topics that uh, have been sent in. One by this really cool fan named Sean from Alba. Okay, it's me. What's your question? Give it to us. Lay it on okay, us. Okay, uh, so... I think one of the most challenging things about uh, starting to GM a PBTA game powered by the apocalypse is this idea of partial success. Yeah. I thought it would be sort of fun to just sort of jam on like, like what that is and what, what that learned. means. Yeah. Yeah. So like in most, I don't want to say most, but in the, a lot of the systems that sort of came, were coming up in the early days, like that sort of birth you know, sure. the tabletop RPGs we know today generally have this idea of s- success, strong success, like critical success and failure and maybe critical failure. Yeah. So it was this idea that you succeeded or you failed. And and then there were two funny outcomes, right? Like, yeah, you critically succeeded or you critically or you failed fall off and the cliff stabbed and yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Stabbed yourself in the throat. Like yeah. beautiful. So Powered by the Apocalypse was not the first, but one of the systems that really brought to the forefront this idea of partial success. So um, it's it's in the middle. Yeah. So you you in Powered by the Apocalypse, you succeed if you roll well changes in some of the games. But basically, you you can have a roll that's a hard success. You 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 get what you tried to do, yeah. and you can have a fail where you did not get what you tried to do successfully and something often worse happens yep a hard move and then the middle is a partial success and the hard part about the partial success as as a gm that hasn't done it before is you don't have a lot of time it feels like to address it yeah and it means they succeeded so you have that's the weird part you have to give them what they tried to do but there's a consequence and and a lot of the different PBTA games come up with these lists of like, they're trying to be like, right. They're just, they're trying to help and be like, you can take something away. You can yeah. just come up with this big, long list. They can drop something they can, but on the, on the fly, I think it's hard sometimes to come up with something that's 
yeah, because you're if you're coming at it from like the strict like DC, like you got to beat a fifteen to be able to do this thing, and they and they beat it. It's easy because you just give it right. to them. If you they right. don't, you don't. Now there's this right. middle ground where your brain yeah. has to go. Okay, they ha- they get the thing, but they also didn't get the thing. Kind of, sort of, not really. But you're trying to mess up something else down the road for them. You got it. And it's really hard. And so what often happens as a GM, I think when you're starting down that path, it did for me and a lot that I, like, is that we we go to one, right? Yeah. Um, it's often you've dropped something or like, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, I remember early on, Darcy had to cross a chasm and, and she wrote a partial success. Yeah. And, and part of me was like, oh, I was like, why did I make this a role? Because if she, fails like this could be death right yeah. like so like she's the top of a mountain so but she got a partial success and and my brain was like okay so you made it i'm like what what ha- like do you pitch your head on the wall like yeah. so i just said you dropped your book uh oh, and don't make people drop books sean that's where <laughs> arguments happen i know i hope though our my librarian friend is not listening right. sorry michelle uh so it really takes anyway. So it's something that uh, first of all, I just want anyone who's starting PPTA. I want them to realize it's okay. Is it when you listen to people like when uh, when you listen to someone like uh, Rev from the Crit Show, sure. right? They're so good. At give, they they do this this option thing. They they often love this option thing. You can choose this can happen, this can happen, or this. And there's always a mix of bad. Sure. Right. Yep. And the players like, oh, that's a hard choice. Yeah. Um. So it can sometimes feel daunting because you're going to compare yourself to someone you listen to who's been doing it for a long time. Yes. So that's my first thing. It's like don't, don't, don't worry. It's okay. You will get better at partial success. It, it, it's like any you know muscle memory practice thing, right? Like the more you play with the characters, the more you play in the world, the more you play with the the the, the bad things that you're trying to impose upon them, you're going to start to understand what they have what the characters have that's going to help them down the road like knowing the character sheet knowing what they value knowing all that sort of stuff because then you can take it away bit by bit until they become shells of their former (laughs) former self (laughs) and but that's the key to it that's what interesting was a breakthrough for me you have to be i don't want to say the word evil you you have to be harsh with the players which is not something we generally are allowed to do in a traditional D&D if you came up in the realm of D&D um, or one of those games, right? Your harsh um, moves generally, only really come on those critical failures. Critical fail. Yeah. And even then, you often like you trip and stab your... Like, yeah. They're not... You're trying to be funny more than anything. Yeah. They're, you're, it's very like... It, it generally doesn't go well if you kill a character. I know someone who did this recently. They killed a character because they rolled a critical fail on fumbling a grenade using a different system. Right. Uh, but it was a it was a D20 system. And so they killed the character. And that did not go down well with the yeah. character or the players. So it just felt too it felt feels too cruel, right? Too sudden. So in powered by the apocalypse games. You have this idea of a hard move and a soft. Anyways, but but you basically do have to think more uh, cutting to the players, the characters. There, are, you, you literally are thinking, what is a really 
awful consequence that you can put forward. Um, that's that's going to trip that them up. Changes your brain. Yeah. To me, it it's like looking down the hallway and thinking, okay, well, they got into this hallway, and now ten steps down the hallway, what is going to happen? So that's where the the consequence comes in. And what can you take away or what can you impose upon them? Because it's not always taking it away. It's, it could be imposing an environmental aspect as well. Um, yes. That's going to cause them to have another possibly harder hurdle to get over. I love this hallway idea. Let's take this hallway idea. Yeah. So the first thing that happens is uh, when I was early on, I'm like, you got a partial success. So you make it into the hallway. And then I'm thinking, oh, what do I do? Do you lose something? You don't have something? I don't know. Crossing the threshold. You know what? I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or or I would start to then, my next move was often as I got a little more used to it, I'd be like, oh, something happens off camera. Sure. Right? So that 10 steps down, you're going to find this thing. But you don't really, the player doesn't really feel like it's connected. Yeah. Right? Like. It's like, like okay, I, made it I in, did a thing, right? and now you're 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 punishing me for something completely unrelated at that point. Right. It just feels disconnected. But you know, I often you can often have a gleam in your eye and go, "Well, you'll find out what went wrong." But you know, <laughs> um, but but there's a lot of things you have to think about. Um, harder moves. I don't want to say hard move because that's a specific thing. But you have to think about real consequences. You you have to be mean. Yeah. So for but sort of it feels that way if you're not used to it. So let's take the uh, Russ rolls. Stepping into this hallway, it's spooky, it's scary. He gets a partial success. Seven. Russ steps across the threshold and disappears. <sighs> and I turn to the rest of the party. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> right? So Russ got in the building. Yep. But now somewhere else. Nobody knows where he is. Okay. So so this would be an example of a hallway where so we set it up. Like maybe there's a door that's glowing and everyone's afraid of what to do. And so Russ says I go in and so I say roll and that's that would be our setup. Um so that's one thing you could do. Um the next person rolls and critically fails. That's a hard move. Um I I might have them erupt in flames screaming and zap and they're gone. Right? right. And they take damage and nobody knows where they are. Um just as an yeah, example of, of how do I how do you make that harsher? Yeah. Right? How do you make it harsher? So yeah, um, the same outcome or similar outcome happens, but in a more dramatic way. It's one thing yep. you can do, right? Um, you can also have a fail just cause immediate damage. They go to open the door and a giant javelin stack thrusts <laughs> out, you know, like it's spring loaded on the other side of the door. It's a trap. Might be a hard fail, right? And they're they've literally got a stuck in their chest. Yeah. Like it's awful. It, yeah, it's right? a very clear, yeah. clear. Hard, Hard move. move, yeah, right. Um, but but now, so the last person, you know, pulls the person off. You know, Amy pulls the person off, patches them up, and she decides to knock through the door because she's smart. Yeah, absolutely. And she climbs in a window. But I'm like, the same thing applies. You roll. She gives me that look, uh -huh. uh, and she gets a partial success. Right. So so now you're like like. It's like, what do you do? You're like, like, even now, right? I'm like, my brain's like, well, I've already done this. I've done that. So it's like, one thing my brain will now turn to is what matters to Amy? Right. This, And I might be like, you go inside, but Donnie or who, someone else, like some something else, the owl, I forget the owl's name. Guacamole. Is no longer on your shoulder. Yeah. Right? So you can like, you really want, so in a moment where you're lost, yeah. you want to think, and you gave the clue this earlier, what matters to this character yeah. is something and it's and then you move against that. So they get and that's that's dark yeah. because that means they got what they wanted, but at the cost of someone or something 
that they care about. It's harsh, but that escalates the situation for them. They have they're more vested interest now in this story. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. But hard to do on the fly. It, like, is. it really even now I'm still I still am not as good as like Rev. I, I listen to Crit Show and I'm gonna give so many plugs Crit Show and I'm just like like uh, Rev, if you haven't heard Crit Show, he has this thing he does where he's like so he would say to Amy, I won't do it as well as him, but he would be like, Okay, Amy, you can get inside, but you're going to attract immediate unwanted attention. Yeah. Or you get inside and guacamole is no longer on your shoulder. Or you get inside, but no one else does. And yeah, and the person is like, uh, what's the what's what's the price I want to pay? Yeah. Right. So that's another like, but that's like the I think that's like the that's when you've really mastered, yeah. I think, when you can just like fire out three horrible, like dark things. Right. And in that case, they'd often take the first one, like, oh, I attract unwanted attention. And then you make that awful. Yeah. Right. Like it is not, it's, you know, good. Because yeah, it, um, it seems like in that moment that the unwanted attention is something that we can now deal with as a party. Whereas right. I've lost a, you know, I've lost a friend or um, I'm no right. longer able to reconnect with my team. Those are those are tough, but the unwanted attention is going to be just as hard as all of those other yeah. things. And when and when you when I listen to Rev or someone like sure. like Rev and Acricho, when they're doing it, you can sense the joy when they give up three options where there's no easy select. Yeah. Like you always get the thing you want, but something's gonna something's gonna happen, there's a baby. Bad cost. Yeah. And yeah. And so that can be fun too. But you don't I'm getting that's the upper level. You don't have to go there. Yeah. I think the the middle layer is thinking about, okay, what the first thing to do is to like, what's what's a dire thing that can happen to the player? Yeah. Right? What's a dire thing? They get what they want, but what 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 can hurt them? And then the second thing is when you're not coming up with ideas, is what matters to them? And that's often that's even often more what's the word? Devious. It is, yeah. Right? That's uh, um I think a lot of these games, the character creation and war, like some of the world creation can sometimes happen around the table too. So you get a lot of that that want and desire from your players and characters, what they're looking to get out of this in that creation when you're first sitting down at the table. Yeah. So you listen to all those those connecting points that the characters are making between themselves to give them the backstory and write all those little things down. The you know the the parents who disappeared or the you know the pet that you carry around with you write all of that down because that's going to be the 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 fodder for the fo- yeah the fodder for the game that you're about to play because you can then take it all away give because you want it it's yours and if there's something that your characters like to do for fun yeah. you can take that away right as like like you know i i take away egerton's ability to eat fairy cakes um Right. His mouth sews up if it's a horror show. Right. Like, that's awful. But, you know, like, um, and that then becomes fun for the player to play. Right. Like, constantly trying to smush it up his nose. I don't know what he'd do something like that. (laughs) Yeah. He would. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, But yeah, better than the other options. Family show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, okay. So, partial success is about um, remember to give the player what they tried to do. Um, because they, they've succeeded. If you've walked into the room, you've made it into the room. But then think about a few steps down the way, what if you were to take something away from them or restrict them in some way, what's going to make it harder for them moving forward? And applying that to all of those mid-success roles, which you're going to roll majority of end up being mid-success. Yes. Yeah, you will get better at this because you're going to do it a lot. And, and I, the thing to start to do is to try and make it more and more immediate. Right. And then 
it's really fun when you're getting good at immediate, there's immediate consequence, immediate consequence, you know, guacamole disappears, like someone's caught on fire. And, and then all of a sudden they draw a partial success and you're like, oh yeah, I know the door opens, you go in and you just start writing. Yeah. And the whole table will be like, oh, something's going to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you can sort of save the something happens off screen, right? It can become a bigger move, right? It is a bigger move. You're going to make a big move. Yeah. Once you got like, them paranoid, then yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to make an off scene move, make it big. Yeah. Like the the village that sent them to this house to do the whatever is now being raided and on fire and people are screaming. Like but they don't know that. Yeah. They, um, they won't right? know make that until move. they get up to the top of this building and then they're they like, can see out the window. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, everyone, we got the. Oh. <laughs> right. A horde of creatures running up from the building. And if yeah. you're like, and if they're like my table, then they will just slowly back away and pretend they were never there. <laughs> like my table, yeah. too. <laughs> move on. And then that's your next adventure. So partial success, uh, do it, practice it, listen to people, how they do it, just to kind of get some experience. Yeah. A lot of games kind of build in those three questions like that, that, that Sean was talking about rev using. Some of them have those pre-built in in the, in the game master section. Uh, look at them, use them, get comfortable with them. And yeah, know that just practice just practice because you're going to be doing that a lot. Um, and at first, you're probably not going to do it what you think is very well, but you will get better. And I'll tell you, it will become your favorite thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's already started to move into my D&D games, so it's great. <laughs> uh, until next time. Oh, send us more questions. That's what we want. Uh, DM to GMcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Discord. Links are in the description. We want to see you over there and chat with you about games. It's going to be fun. Uh, but until next time, get your game started. And we look forward to talking to you soon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is I reporting. He's at the Lao Chang restaurant, Changchun, northeastern China. It's uh, spring 1997. Once it started, I'll leave him in Ming's hands. <laughs> That's a joke. Ming doesn't have hands. And what do you do exactly? Besides dance with strangers. I work for the postal service. <laughs> you, you're a, a postman. Weird, right? Weird, right? Miss what is it? It's just a bit strange. A letter for me from Hong Kong. And there's no stamp. I need stamps to write a dead person? Yep, there's a cost. How much? A pound. A pound of flesh. A pound of you? It seems like a lot. Lift up your shirt! What's that? Just pull this tube over your stomach. We are done Ah! Yeah, this is gonna hurt. What? Nothing! Ah! Ah! The very worst thing that could possibly happen. Is that a police right back? If your letter can find me here, then I think we have a lot to talk about. Saludos, Raúl. 
the very worst thing that could possibly happen. An audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.